Rebecca and Pops, and this is Stories in Color. Color, color, color. color. That echo. How you doing today, Becca? I'm doing fine. How about you? Doing good. I had a busy day. Spent most of the day out in the garden, planting stuff, planting some trees. What, what about did you? you? Plant? I planted cypress. I planted oak, cool. and uh, worked on some compost. What about you? Uh, today I mostly did the same thing. I worked on some comp. Well, I didn't really do that. I didn't do that. Uh, I sold Girl Scout cookies. Sold. Sold Girl Scout cookies. And today I met, uh, my, uh, and I just had so much fun. I sell Girl Scout cookies. That's mostly all I did today. Cool. What is yeah. it? I mean, it still sounds like you had a productive day. So, um, let's get into these books we about yes. to read. So today... I have The Market Bull by Jim Everbeck. Everbeck? Okay. Everbeck? Everbeck. Yeah, Everbeck. Um, yeah. All right, and I got When Joe Lewis Won the Title. And this book is authored by Belinda Rochelle and illustrated by Larry Johnson. Okay. All right, so I'll let you go first. All right, The Market Bull, like I said, by Jim Averbeck? Averbeck. Averbeck. So uh, I'll just say what uh, these words mean. Or again, to sorry. Pronouncing guy. Duba. Pronunciation. 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 Duala. Duala. The largest city in Cameroon. The name given to the anthetic group Eth- of. Ethnic. Ethnic group of people who res resided reside res, reside reside on the Atlantic coast of Cameroon. Also, doula. What does reside mean? Doula. Reside. What does that mean? What reside? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What does it mean? Like where they live. Your residence. That's you know. That's the root word live. of residence. Yeah, where you live. Okay. Igusi, pumpkin seeds. Okay. Nidole, butter leaf stew. Bitter leaf. Bitter leaf stew. Ninjaga. Ninjaga. Shrimp. Uh-uh. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> um, um, Saifa. How you say this? Mm-hmm. Pun- Phonetic. Phonetic spelling for French pronunciation of CFA or African franc. What does that mean? Franc. Franc. Or African franc. I'm not 100% sure what it means. I keep it real with you, but we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Let's dig in. Mama Cecily sang to Yo-Yo, teaching her to make butter leaf stew. Bitter leaf. Bitter leaf stew. Slice the bitter leaf thin as a whisper. Wash it in the water. Clean it well. Cleaning it well. Grind the igusi. Add a knuckle of... How you say that again? Ninjaga. Ninjaga. Simmer some time for a fine stew to sell. Mama, please use it. Yo-Yo said, I can make my own stew. I'm not a baby. 
After all, she was finally old enough to sit on the seller's stool at market. If they ever got there, slicing and grinding and measuring took too long. So Yoya didn't slice the bitter leaf, nor grind the pumpkin seeds. People just chew everything up anyway. She thought. As for the ninjaga, she tossed in a whole bag of the salty dried shrimp. Didn't listen to her mother. After her pot cooled, Yo-Yo showed off her creation. Oh, child, Mama Silly gasped. First time, where am I? Okay, um, first tries are hard. You'll do better tomorrow. Best leave that for the goats. The goats, Yo-Yo stuck out her proud chin. She was quite pleased with her stew, so she hid it deep in the market basket. Can we go now? Yo-Yo asked. Breakfast first, Mama Cicely uh, said. Is that what I said? Yes, said. Mama Cicely scooped out two helpings of her bitter leaf stew and as always asked the ancestor for a blessing on the food. After breakfast she pulled out an enameled 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 tin bowl. What does that mean? Enameled. It was a certain uh Decoration on the front of it. Okay. Yo-Yo, this is our market bowl. We collect the money people pay for stew. You must never, never refuse a fair price. If you do, I know Mama, Yo-Yo interrupts. Brother Coin, great spirit of the market, will be so angry he'll remove his blessing from our bowl. Let's go. So I don't... Understand when they say you must never, n- ever refuse a fair price. So if somebody gives you a fair price for, let's say, a bowl of soup, How you much shouldn't is that? try to charge them up. I'm not sure, but you shouldn't try to charge them more than what the bowl is worth. Or they'll say, brother, uh, coin, brother coin, great spirit of the market will be angry. So you gotta be fair. You gotta be fair. At market. Mama Cecily called out Bitterleaf Stew, 50-50, Saifa a bowl. So I think it's like a amount of money, Saifa. Familiar, familiar, familiar faces lined up for a friendly chat and a scoop of Mama Cecily's stew. Coin after coin rang in the market bowl until her stew pot was empty. She slipped behind the market stall to wash the dishes, but one more buyer arrived.
Yo-Yo saw her chance. She leaped into the cellar stool and scooped some of her stew for the stranger. He scratched his head. Better leave? he asked, sniffing the stew. Now, this one? How much? Fifty-fifty, answered Yo-Yo. <laughs> I, I give ten-ten. He held out two small coins. Ten, ten, huffed yo-yo, an insult. What does that mean? An insult. Like she was like, you gotta be kidding me. She snatched back the market bulb just as his money dropped. The coins landed with a thud. A rumble of thunder rolled across the clear sky. Mm. Oh, yo-yo. Mama Cecilie cried, what have you done? Mm. I thought this was a it's money fair bowl. price. Yeah, it is. Okay. Weeks went by, but they sold not one spoonful more of bitter leaf stew. Each day, their market room was empty. Mama Cece Lee never sang anymore. She just wrung her hands and said, How will we make a living? Each evening, Yo-Yo dumped the spoiled stew. Only, to, only the goats were happy. She watched them eat Yo-Yo Bob. Why was the stranger so cheap? But then she got some more. My butter leaf stew was awful company. And salty and burnt. Maybe tin safe was a fair price. Yo-Yo squared her shoulders. What does that mean? Squared her shoulders. Oh, like, a, like, like she feels like mad. She like feels like disappointed. So, um... Yo, I'll make Brother Coin restore his blessing honor bowl. Early the next day, she took the market bowl, the tin seifa, and a paper twist of dried shrimp to munch on the way and set out to find Brother Coin. At the bush taxi, Stand. The drivers called out their destinations. Dula, Cribby, Limby. Yo-Yo approached a lone taxi man. I want to go to Brother Coin, she said. I have ten safe The taxi man sucked air through his teeth in approval, but added, and, and a disapproval, but added, for ten Seifa, you ride with the luggage. Huh? <coughs> it's a fair price, thought Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. 
The taxi dropped Yo-Yo at an abandoned village near a shouty, a shadowy cave. Good luck, the taxi man said. You'll need it. Yo-Yo stole, stole to the cave and peeked inside. Seated on an enormous well was an equally was the equally enormous brother coin. At his feet, an old man knelt with his market bowl. What? boomed brother coin. Please, sir, the old man stammered. Restore your blessing on my bowl. After you broke my rules, brother coin roared. Be gone. He snapped his fingers and made the man disappear in a puff of smoke. The man's bowl flew through the air and landed on a pile of others with a clang. Yo-Yo trembled. How will I ever recover the blessing for Mama's bowl? She thought she had an idea. She crept toward the village and scored, scoured the area for what she needed. Once she had found everything, Yayo built a three-stone fire and placed her market bowl. Oh, where is it? Okay, market bowl on top. This meal had to be fit for a god. Remembering Mama's song, she sliced the bitter leaf, whispered thin, then added a goosey ground fine with a stone. But she added two knuckles of ninjaga because she liked things a little salty. Soon, the scent of simmering stew drifted toward the cave. A divine belly rumbled within. When the bitter leaf was ready, Yo-Yo tensed her knees to stop them from knocking, then strode into the cave. What does that mean? Her knees was knocking because she was so nervous. Like her knees was kind of like wobbly. Um, what do you want? Brother Coin thundered. I am granting no wishes today. Great Brother Coin, Yo-Yo called. I came to offer this humble dish to your magnificent spirit. Bitterly? Brother Coin drooled, smacking his lips. Yes, replied Yo-Yo, the finest in all the province. 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 Brother Coin snapped his fingers. A silver spoon appeared in his hand. He grabbed for the bowl. Wait, cried Yo-Yo. 
Brother Coin's eyes narrowed. Mama Cecily says we must never eat without first asking for a blessing on our food. Yayo scolded. Ha! She's right, little one, Brother Coin. But Brother Coin did. Brother Coin what? But boomed. But Brother Coin doesn't ask for a blessing. He gives it. With the wave of his spoon, he quickly intoned. Bless this dish. Then gobbled up the stew. Mm. When he was finished, Brother Coin birthed contentedly. What does that mean? Contentedly. But he was content, so he ate it and it felt good. He was he was he was happy. Still <clears throat> here, little one. He scowled at Yo Yo. I told you, no wishes today. Be gone. He shoved the empty bowl into her hands. Yo Yo hugged it to her heart. Snap. Yo Yo found herself back in Mama Cece's kitchen. Celie's kitchen. There you are, child, Mama Celie said. Come prepare for market. Let's hope our stew sells today. And indeed, it did sell. And even through creating the finest bitter leaf stew, meant spending all morning slicing and grinding and measuring. Yo-Yo thought, it's a fair price. Mm, I like that. Yes. It was a fair yeah. price. So did you understand what, what she did? Yeah, so she like she was like, um, I'm going to go to Brother Coin's mountain, a cave, and then... What I'll do is something very cool. I'm gonna say, here's a butter, bitter leaf stew. Here's my bitter leaf stew. And then she said, a blessing. A blessing means I wish I'll be good, I'll be better. So when she asked him the blessing, he ate all the stew and then. But he blessed the bowl. He blessed the bowl. So. When she came back home, she was blessed. Her family was, her mother and and the goats were just fine, and they could and they had enough money to keep selling their stew. Yeah, cause she messed up the blessing because she didn't provide a fair price, and it was important that we provide a fair price. So I think she learned a very good lesson that day. I think Yo Yo. Learned a very good lesson. It was cool. So, the book I'm reading, uh, when Joe Lewis won the title, is another story about a a, a little girl, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and just learning the ways of life. So here we go. Joe Lewis sat perched on the top step of ten steps, waiting for her grandfather, John Henry. Mm. Her grandfather? Yeah. 
Is that my favorite girl in the whole wide world? He sat as he strolled up the street. He leaned over and picked up Joe Lewis, swung her round and round until her pony ponytails twirled like the propellers of a plane, swung her round and round until they were both dizzy with gasps, swung her round and round until they were both dizzy with giggles. John Henry's brown eyes twinkled as he returned. Joe Lewis to the top step and sat down next to her. The smile quickly disappeared from Joe Lewis's face. Why such a sad face on a pretty girl, he asked. Tomorrow was a special day for Joe Lewis. The first day at a new school. I don't want to go to school. Joe Lewis said to her grandma, grandfather, I don't want to be the new girl in a new neighborhood at a new school. John Henry put his arm around her and pulled her close. Why don't you want to go to school, he asked. I'll probably be the shortest kid in class, or I'll be the one who can't run as fast as the other kids. I finish every race last. It's just a matter of time before a new school is an old school. Just a matter of time before you'll be able to run really fast, and you won't always finish last, he said, patting her head, her hand. What's the real reason you don't want to go to school, John Henry asked. Joe Lewis shook her head. It was hard to explain. She just knew it would happen. Someone would ask the question. It was the question. The same question each and every time she met someone new. What's your name? It was that moment, that question, that made Joe Lewis want to disappear. And it really wouldn't make a difference if she were taller. And it wouldn't make a difference if she was a new kid in school. And it wouldn't make a difference if she could run really fast. She just wished she didn't have to tell anyone her name. Why? We're going to find out. Her grandfather picked her up and placed her on his knee. Let me tell you a story, he said. When I was just a young boy living in Mississippi, he began, mm. I used to dream about moving north. To me, it was the promised land. I wanted to find a good job in the big city. Cities like Chicago, St. Louis, but everybody, I mean everybody, talked about Harlem and New York City. Going north, it was all anybody ever talked about. I would sit on the front porch and just daydream about those big city places. The way some folks told it, everything was perfect. Even the streets in the big city were paved with gold. And it was all there, just waiting for me. John Henry's eyes sparkled as his voice quickened. When I saved enough money, I crowded onto the train with other small-town folks headed north. Everything I owned fit into a torn, tattered suitcase and a brown box wrapped in, spring, in string. I rode the train all day and all night, like a snake winding its way across the Mississippi River. That train moved slowly through farmlands and flatlands over mountains and valleys until it reached its final destination. 
Joe Lewis closed her eyes. She loved her grandfather's stories. His words were like wings and other things. She listened closely until she felt until she felt she was right there with him. New York City, New York City, New York. The conductor bellowed as the train pulled into the station. I headed straight to Harlem. I had never seen buildings so tall. They almost seemed to touch the sky. Even the moon looked different in the big city. The moonlight was bright and shining. The stars skipped across the sky. The streets sparkled in the night's, night sky's light. It was true. The streets did seem to be paved in gold. I walked up and down city streets that stretched wide and long. I walked past a fancy nightclub where you could hear the moaning of a saxophone and a woman singing so sad, so soft, and so slow that the music made me long for home. What does that mean? Long for home? Like wish he was home. Long. Like longing for. You wish him. And then, all of a sudden, that sad music changed to happy music. That saxophone and singing started to swing. Hundreds of people spilled out into the sidewalks, waving flags, scoffed, waving handkerchiefs and tablecloths. Hundreds of people filled the streets with laughter, filled the streets with noise and laughter, waving hats and anything and everything, filling the sky with bright colors of red, white, green, yellow, blue, purple, and orange. Everybody was clapping. Hands were raised high to the sky, up and down the street. People were shouting and singing. Cars were beeping their horns. Bells were ringing. Excuse me, I patted a woman on the shoulder. What's going on, I asked. The woman smiled. She was pretty with soft brown hair and a friendly smile. Why, haven't you heard, she said. Joe Lewis won a title fight. My name is Murray. She held out her hand, and your name is? John Henry smiled and hugged Joe Lewis close. It was a special night for me. It was a special night for black people everywhere. Joe Lewis was the greatest boxer in the world. He was a hero. That night, he won the fight of his life, a fight that a lot of people thought he would lose. Some folks said he was too slow. Others said he wasn't strong enough, but he worked hard and won. It was a special night, the first night in the big city, and Joe Lewis won the fight. But the night was special for another reason. It was the night it was the night you met grandma, Joe Lewis said, and she started to smile. It was a special night that I'll never forget. I named your father Joe Lewis, and he named you his first child, Joe Lewis too. Her grandfather tickled her nose. That was the night you won the title. You should be very proud of your name. Every name has a special story. I know my name has a special story. The next day, Joe Lewis took a deep breath as she walked into her new school classroom and slipped into a seat. The boy sitting next to Joe Lewis tapped her on the shoulder. My name is Lester. What's your name? 
Joe answers slowly. My name is Joe. Joe Lewis. She balled her fists and closed her eyes and braced herself. She waited, waited for the laughter, waited for the jokes. She peeked out of one eye, then she peeked out of the other eye. Wow, what a great name, he said, and smiled. Mm. The end. So she was so nervous uh, for her name, but once she realized the significance of it, she was proud of it. Yeah, right? she felt so proud. Mm-hmm. So sometimes education is important. Well, all the time, education is important. It's important that we learn the significance of things. So that was a good story. Two good stories. Amazing. Mine was uh, written by Jim Averbeck. What's the name of it? Uh, the Market Bowl. All right. And then I, I, wrote, I read, When Joe Lewis Won the Title. Again, that was by Belinda Rochelle. All right. That's back in Pop Stories Stories in Color. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye.